So today I'd like to um, speak a little bit more about body awareness and there's a few um, reasons for this or a few kind of um, qualities that body awareness has, usefulness qualities that it has. For many of us, and maybe you've noticed this already, when we start looking at our experience, one thing that we notice is that most of the time we're kind of in this part of our, of our body. Yeah, we tend to really live and inhabit and embody the, the area around the head. Maybe if we're lucky, it's a little bit down the neck. Some of us get to the chest. And when we actually begin to explore having awareness in, in the whole body or in more areas of the body, um, it increases the container, it increases the, the, the space that we have to access our experience, to, to be with our experience, to explore and investigate our experience. So that's one really important thing that, that it does. <coughs> So both a larger container and more access points. So we can begin to recognize what is going on, not just through the thoughts, but also through what's happening in the body. And then we can also bring the capacity to allow what's going on also through the body, and the investigation also through the body. So it just really kind of increases our field of exploration. For some, some of us, a lot of the time, or some of the time, um, the breath might be um, inaccessible in some way. This happens. It's, it's a very useful meditation object for many people, but not for everyone in all of the time. And so by learning um, how to also be with body awareness, we again have more ways of attending to our experience increases our capacity to attend. And there's different ways of body awareness. I'm going to touch briefly on a few just to put them out there. And then we'll focus on, on a couple of them today with the practice. So one we've already done, which is to be aware of the contact area. So to bring the awareness into the body through the sensations of the contact of the body with the seat and the body with the ground. And we can also um, include the contact of the body with the body. Yeah, so the hands with the legs or the lap, the hands with themselves if they're touching, the feet um, sometimes come into contact with the legs in some postures. So all these areas of contact. And this is really simple, but very, very profound. Um, some of you have already experienced how it just, it's kind of just like gravity keeps us, you know, on the earth. This ability to bring the awareness into the contact areas can really ground us. It really sometimes can feel just like the pull of gravity brings the awareness into the body. So it's very, very simple and, and can be very profound. So that's one way of, um, of practicing this mindfulness of body or body awareness. Um, another technique that some of you may be familiar with is um, a body scan. So 
just um, letting the awareness flow through the body and exploring the sensations, usually starting from the head, going down to the feet. You um, can also do it the other way around. I'm not going to go into that in detail, but just to put that out there, that's also um, a form that's very useful for a lot of people as body awareness. A third, um, a third way of practicing this is um, a very wide spread awareness through the whole body. And you can start with the contact areas and then expand. It's like we're stretching out the awareness to the whole body and even a little bit beyond the body. So you can sometimes play with a sense of like you're sitting in a bubble of awareness. There's awareness just all around the body, all through the body. And this one can work as a a base practice for all the other practices that we're doing. So even with mindfulness of breathing, we can feel the breath within the stretched wide awareness. Or we can do the body scan in that in that way. And it can really, um, I'll say a little bit more about it. You might, you might already get a sense that I really like this <laughs> practice myself. One um, really interesting thing about it is, as we learn to do this, and again, it might come more naturally to some of us than to others, as we learn to do this, we're just stretching out the awareness through the body, doing it very gently. And the image that I sometimes use is like pizza dough. I like pizza. Um, I don't know if you've ever, you've probably seen someone making a, a pizza in a, in a pizzeria and how they stretch the dough. Sorry if I'm uh, creating fantasies for some of you. <laughs> stretching the dough, stretching the dough, and then it kind of comes back and that pliability of that thing. And, and it's somehow as if we're doing the same with the awareness. Kind of, it's, it's got this stretchability to it. We can widen it. And awareness is just that, that sense of sensitivity in the knowing. Yeah, that's what I'm meaning by, by awareness. And the interesting thing is that we can do that, and then what we notice is we come, as we become sensitive, we notice when it shrinks. Yeah, we become sensitive to noticing that it shrinks. When it shrinks, usually it's shrinking around something. Yeah. I mean, it's got a natural habit of shrinking. It's not used to being wide and stretched. But usually it shrinks around something. And so when we notice that, we can acknowledge what it's shrunk around and then we can stretch again. But it becomes another way of noticing what we're calling distraction. And then just coming back to the stretched awareness. A fourth way, and it's the last one, I think, unless another one pops into my mind, um, is to open to the exploration of um, pain or discomfort in the body. And I'm sure that some of you have noticed just tiny little moments here and there of some pain or discomfort and how that pulls our attention. Um, and often pulls our attention and then very, very quickly becomes um, somewhat of a problem. You know, so it becomes some kind of sense of problematic, can, which can be you know, worry about what this is and where it's going to lead. It can be frustration that it's 
um, stopping me from meditating or getting to whatever pleasant state I associate with meditation or, you know, there can be all kinds of variations on that. So, we can actually open to this experience and make this um, a area of body awareness and an exploration, an investigation of our experience. So we, just like Jake was describing with the hindrances or non-hindrances yesterday, through our attitude, through our approach, we can shift the approach from problem to doorway. From something that's getting in the way to something that is actually a doorway to understanding. Does that make sense to people? I'll give examples. But this is you know, really key to, to, to our practice and our happiness, actually. Yeah? It's, it's when we begin to, to cultivate these ways of seeing and approaching something that's not what we want, not as we want it, but what happens if we shift the attitude? And that's something we're, we're practicing to do, we're training to do here. So I want to go into this um, a little bit more because um, for many of us this will come up in practice and it's a great learning opportunity. And once we have some familiarity with working with body pain, we can apply the same tools to other areas of our lives. I'll just say that. Don't Please don't kind of try too hard now to do that, but just to say that that kind of can happen over time. So I want to I actually um, try and use for this the, the rain that um, Jake was, was speaking about last night. <coughs> Um, the recognize, accept, or allow, investigate, and not self, um, and, and show how we can use that to, to work with physical pain. And so the first thing we do when we've got pain, when pain is there, is actually to recognize that that's what's going on. Yeah. Sometimes um, what we might notice is that the mind is very distracted, for example, because we're trying to get away. And the pain. We're actually not acknowledging, not recognizing there's something here, there's some physical pain here. So the first thing we do is we actually recognize there is pain. You know, it might be just that my leg has fallen asleep and it's just uncomfortable. It might be an old pain that I know. It might be a new pain. All kinds of things. And so we recognize and we actually bring um, a little bit of interest to that experience. You know? So what does it feel like in the body? What, ha- what does it feel like in awareness or in the mind? Just how does it show itself? We're not going too much into detail, but just how does it show itself as part of the, of the recognition? And then... What happens if I allow it? Yeah, I'm really interested in each of these steps. What happens if I allow it? And 
you can, you can really take a, a bite size. You know, what happens if I just allow it for five breaths? Or three breaths? Or one breath? And it's a real expression of what does it mean to allow or to accept for me? It's not just the words, but actually how do they, how do I bring that into being in my attitude? But just, if for, for just two breaths now, I allow, I allow the pain. And another way of saying it, and I'm saying a couple of ways, I'll say a couple of ways for each thing because I think we need to find our, our own language here, um, would be to welcome. So what would happen if I welcome this pain? If I kind of say, it's, it's okay, it's okay for it to be here right now, for two breaths. So we're just experimenting, we're just seeing what happens. And then we can also bring in the investigation, the interest, the eye. And we start to actually look what may, what sensations make up this experience. painful sensations. <laughs> but what actually, what is it actually made up of? You know, is it throbbing? Is it stinging? Is it warm? Is it cool? Where are the boundaries of it? This is a really interesting one. You know, so you say, oh, we've got knee, I've got, I've got pain in my knee. It's a very familiar one for me. I've got pain in my knee, and then I actually bring the interest to that. And I think, well, where, where is the pain in the knee? Where is the knee? And really looking at the body, looking at the experience of pain, and just noticing where does, where are the limits? Where does the pain stop and the non-pain begin? Because the pain is in the knee. So just starting to explore these aspects with a lot of gentleness, a lot of kindness in there. And as much interest as you can as you can generate. Very, very gentle, curious. We can also look at how you know, is this constant? Is the pain constant? Because what happens to us in the mind is a sense of it's it's a solid thing. And Jake was speaking about it yesterday with a, with a hindrances. You know, there's me and there's the thing, and both of these are solid. So we start to look at that. Is the pain constant, or are, are there actual moments? when there isn't pain, or when it changes, when it fluctuates. Can you see that this is interesting? (laughs) Hopefully. And this really leads into the end, the not-self. And important to see here, it's the not-self of the thing, in this case, the knee pain. Non-solidity non-permanency, 
of the knee pain, as well as this idea of, of myself in opposition to that knee pain. So the not-self applies to both. So we begin, we continue looking at the changeability and what makes up the experience. And we also bring interest to how that attention, how that looking is affecting the experience itself. This is where it gets really, really beautiful. So some of you may know this experience that sometimes even something that we begin with, we see it initially as pain or discomfort, with the attention and the change in the relationship can change. And so seeing the changeability, seeing how actually it, it moves, it fluctuates. There's gaps. Seeing how um, often or sometimes with an interest, something starts to flow and move. Something that we see in this process, um, and it's really helpful to look for, is that there'll be a physical discomfort, say again, I'll just stay with the knee pain, and around that physical discomfort, there'll be another contraction, at least one more level of contraction, sometimes many, which is our resistance. So it's really there on a physical level. You know, there's a discomfort and then contraction around the discomfort. Because we're trying both to contain it there so it doesn't spread trying to push it away. It's like the two things we're doing. It's a very natural reaction of, of the human complexity, really on a physical level, also on the level of the awareness in the mind that's happening. As we begin to see that, what happens if I just loosen or relax the contraction to any degree that I can? Often, again, that seeing what happens with that, seeing what arises with that. And this interest in not-self, we can, they come together and we can apply them at any of the levels that I was speaking about before. So with the welcoming, for example, what happens if I welcome this experience? How does that actually have an effect on what I'm perceiving? Does that actually have an effect? on the experience of pain. We can take this welcoming even a little bit further and actually send metta directly to the area of pain. Directly to the area of pain. You can do it just by welcoming, welcoming, welcoming. We can actually use the phrases if you feel connected to them. And see what happens around there. And so we're doing all of this and we're still taking care of ourselves. So, you know, this isn't a, um, a tradition or a retreat where, 
we're kind of sitting through pain, just you know, just bearing it. That's it has its value sometimes, but that's not um, so much what we're we're pointing to. But actually, the bringing the interest and using the the pain as um, an area and possibility to learn and to see and to understand. And particularly if, you know, if there's a history of pain or injury somewhere in the body, obviously I'm doing this with a lot of um, mindfulness and attentiveness and, and knowing when it's necessary to move. So that we're not uh, making injuries worse. It feels like, yeah, that particularly around the, the, the not-self, which sometimes um, instead of not-self, we use non-identification for this one, for the end, which I think can also be helpful. And it points to the place where we, um, we build up an identity, which is often this physical pain. It's the identity of the not-wanting or the against or the one who has this pain and needs to deal with it. You know, there can be different flavors to it. So often, even just through noticing the contraction, the contraction around the identity, there'll be contraction around there. I'm doing this, I keep doing this with my body because this is what it feels like. Inside, we feel the narrowing down and dancing, becoming, becoming dense around the, I don't want this. Or I really fear this. And it's that that we're working with. So often just by easing the contraction in the body and opening, easing the contraction in awareness in the mind, coming back to that wide awareness practice, stretching out the awareness to make space. This is another um, often really powerful way of working with pain. So the, with the identification, the pain takes up all the space. Yeah, and we forget there's anything else. When you open up the awareness to the body and even beyond the body, then the pain is, is held within a much larger container, a much larger space. It's <coughs> the only thing that is happening. That can also be a real a reminder the identification and a real release. So that's probably enough for now. And um, let's practice together. So if you need to, to release or stretch, we have about half an hour. minutes to sit together, so feeling into the body, seeing if you need to release to stretch anything, and then when you're ready, settling into a posture.
sensations draw the awareness into the body.
and seeing if it's possible to stretch out the awareness. So sometimes it's helpful to just feel the awareness spread out from the contact areas. through the body. Filling up as much of the body as is possible for you. We're getting a sense of a wide, very receptive, very open and sensitive field of awareness. body, stretching out into the back of the body, front of the body, all the internal areas of the body. This wide, open, receptive and sensitive awareness. And if possible, stretching it just a little bit beyond the body. It feels like you're sitting in a cocoon of awareness, a bubble of awareness. Surrounded by awareness, permeated by awareness. So resting into that bubble cocoon of awareness. point it shrinks, contracts, and just acknowledging that happening. Gently stretching it out again, widening it out again.
if you have an affinity with the breath, if the breath is something that you like working with, you can include the energy of the breath in this wide awareness. So feeling awareness and the breath together spreading out through the body. Just stay with a sense of a stretched, wide awareness. So many things will arise in awareness. There'll be thoughts, sensations. Sometimes they'll arise and just pass through. Sometimes we'll notice how awareness contracts, shrinks around something. For this period of practice, we're just acknowledging that that's happening and then very gently spreading out the awareness again. Resting back just into this wide open receptivity.
there is a sense of discomfort or tension or pain in the body, if that arises, so we're not consciously looking for it, if that arises and the awareness goes there, just notice what happens to that experience of discomfort when we open out the awareness again. Stretch it out and create space. We're just interested to see if anything changes. It may change, it might not. Interested to see what happens. some interest in working with this, you can stay the wide awareness but also with a sense of that area of discomfort or pain. Gently beginning to look at it. What does it feel like in the body? Is there any mind activity that's associated with it? Not getting caught up in the details, just noticing. Is there any sense of contraction? in the body or the mind around this experience. What does it feel like? What happens if I welcome it? Just breathe with it for three breaths. if I pay closer attention, start looking at the detail. Is it constant or changing? What sensations make up this experience of pain?
Does it have any boundaries? Where does it end? Just a lot of gentle interest. Finding your way with staying as wide and open as possible. Paying also attention to some of the detail in the process. Is there any resistance in the body and the mind? if I invite that resistance to relax a little bit. How does the pain or the discomfort change with the attention? Sometimes it might feel like it's getting stronger. Play with opening the awareness out and taking in more of the body. with the attention it becomes more dynamic <coughs> these moments of ease of, or of non-pain within the discomfort so letting yourself if there's interest Letting yourself play with this. Explore it. Remembering the the purpose isn't to get rid of the pain. To get to know it. To get to know ourselves and our relationship and our possibilities 
attending to experience and relating to experience. Whether pleasant or unpleasant. Wanted or not wanted. free to explore this and experiment with this, um, either the wide body awareness or the working with the discomfort and the pain, if this is something that feels interesting and juicy for you, even only a little bit. It's worth going for. And I also wanted to say, um, with, with RAIN, with these four um, approaches, very much to see how they're not distinct and separate from each other. Yeah, they, they're all really useful and they're all interconnected and interrelated to each other, inclusive of each other. So a little bit about the walking today. Yesterday I came down during one of the walking periods and it was raining and it was quite a heavy shower I think outside I was really touched to see a lot of people kind of walking little spots in the house and then someone passed me wearing you know their full waterproofs heading out to, to walk outside in, in the rain which is a really beautiful experience And so it really, um, really touched me. And I really want to, to remind all of us of, of that real uh, beauty and preciousness that a lot of people have also been speaking about in the groups of the walking practice. Um, there's something about being in the body, moving. And there's something about being outside, which is... is deeply nourishing and also opens up the field of our practice to, to more than, than what is, is happening on the cushion in the hall. A real encouragement. And with the walking practice today, we can um, stay with 
with the contact of the feet on the ground and we can also play with opening to more sense of the body moving. So keeping the form very much to the same form that Jake was describing yesterday, but with the awareness and the attention we can see what feels um, nourishing and fulfilling in practice. The more precise contact in the movement of the feet or exploring the widening of awareness through the body as we were doing in the in the sitting now and seeing what that opens up, that sense of moving and of life moving through us sometimes as well. And for me, the, the walking practice also has a real um, sense of wonder and awe in it, actually. A little while ago, I came across a, a quote from um, the Vietnamese teacher, Thich Nhat Hanh. Many of you may be familiar with it. And um, he says something like, um, he's referring to Jesus, but the miracle is not to walk on water. And the miracle is to walk at all. Sometimes connecting to that, you know, just that miracle of, of moving on the earth, of being on the earth, and really open us up. Yeah, and it's it's a very powerful practice because um, we're doing it all at the same time, but it's also very individual. So we can feel the shift from the support of all practicing here together in the hall. And being here for the 45 minutes, no escape, unless you're incredibly courageous. Um, to the to what happens within us um, when it's it's more individual. Yeah, we choose. We walk outside or inside. You know, we stop for a, a cup of tea at the beginning or at the end or in the middle or not at all. You know, we we, we kind of see what comes up. You know, noticing the things, you know, we look up every time someone walks by or we don't. Not with judgment, not as a way of kind of conforming to something, but as really as a way of being interested in this experience. And what can we learn? What can we see? So it brings up this, brings up more, some of us more fuzziness, some of us more clarity. Stopping and enjoying and appreciating is also really important. Stopping and enjoying and appreciating. Possibility to walk the environment yourself if that's possible. So, thank you for your listening. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.